everyone. Welcome to the Felicity Optimist versus Cynic podcast with us, your hosts, Melissa and Fish. This is a Felicity rewatch podcast. We'll watch an episode each week and join you here to talk about it. And, you know, a reminder, not a spoiler free podcast. OK, people. So if we mention things that happen later in season four today on this podcast, don't be surprised. Not spoiler free. I am Melissa and I'm here with my sciatic nervy fish co-host fish i don't know what what uh sciatic nervy yeah i um sciatic nervy co-host fish hey fish (laughs) (laughs) how are you how are you doing today how are you and your sciatic nerve doing today um i mean good i I don't really know. We're off to an awesome start. (laughs) Yeah. That was um, probably the most interesting uh, adjective you've used thus far. Um, But yeah, uh, I enjoy it. We'll leave it in. We can easily start re recording right now, but But we're not. Because <laughs> this is what happens. This is our life. It's real. This is this is a real moment. Well, what are we talking about today? You might ask. What are we talking about today in such a coherent fashion as we started this <laughs> podcast? We're going to talk about season four, episode two, "My Best Friend's Wedding," which originally aired October seventeenth, two thousand one. It was written by James Duff, directed by Harry Weiner. And here is the episode description. The normal length as for what we're used to episode description. Wrought with guilt over her momentary lapse of reason with Noel, Felicity weighs her only two options, to tell Ben or not to tell Ben. <laughs> and her strange behavior doesn't go unnoticed by her boyfriend. Meanwhile, Elena reacts unpredictably to her husband-to-be's sudden interest in sex, and Megan and Sean make a bet involving a Megan Tracy lip lock. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. So, mean, Fish, yeah. I normally throw it over to you to start, but I would like to start by giving an award, which will set up Probably a lot of comments I'll make as we go through. Wow. Okay. This episode is going to win the award for most ridiculous last minute event crises. (laughs) As somebody who has planned many an event, if you said, Melissa, name 50 last minute crises that could happen for an event that would be really serious and plausible i could do it and you know what wouldn't be on that list what any of the ones they mentioned here well i feel like the minister not being able to show up is plausible no they just realized the day before the wedding that they were double booked come on people they know (laughs) that the second you try to book them could they maybe not the reason why but like the fact that they can't show up, like sure, give us have a plausible reason. Or... Yeah, <laughs> they they they're, they've fallen ill. A family member has fallen ill. How about those? Let's start there. Yeah, you know, yeah. family emergency. Okay. I mean, bride doesn't love groom and tells him. Also possible. 
Sure, but the logistics stuff that they bring up, we're gonna we're uh, gonna name a whole bunch of things. Uh, also, like it really makes me more question that Sean ate the wedding cake a week ago. <laughs> no, there's another one that they like don't have any sense of what it's like to actually plan an event or a wedding. I, I, it, it now makes that even more suspect to me that they did that in the last episode. So look, I just wanted to set the framework for it. That's an award that I'm giving this episode and we'll, I'm sure, get into the details as we go in. But, but Fish, you know, I don't know. Did, did you have, have any like big overarching comments to start with or did you want to just get into it? I... I mean, if this season continues as the first two episodes have been, okay, I do understand why people have said it's more soapy. Um, okay. And maybe it's also partly the music. And I don't know if we're listening to the same music, but oh man, it is. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to take the whole season. I mean, what I was hearing music. was mostly uh, sort of generic instrumentals that are kind of like, you know, standard Felicity generic instrumentals, but except for the, I will survive. At the, I, mean, I feel like they of... saved all the music budget for a big song. Yeah. The music I was hearing, it wasn't, you know, music that I could tell you who sung it. And it was instrumental, instrumental, but it was overly dramatic. Okay. Which is the way I feel like this entire episode, from the music to the lighting, to the situations that people were put in, to the dialogue, it was just melodramatic. Okay. Look, I guess we're already giving a sense of how we feel about this episode, not having rated or even talked about it yet. So maybe, I don't know, I'll, I'll make a game out of it. Like mm -hmm. this is a, this is an episode that could, could, you could make a, you can make a trailer out of every storyline in a world where lip venom comes between a girl and her man. I don't know. Um, well, let's just see how that works and I'll try to weave it in and see how it goes. Awesome. I don't know. I mean, okay. So we are going to open up answering a question that you didn't have at the end of the last one. <laughs> because I re I went back and I watched the end of the last episode and it was, I mean, it was as it was fading to black, yes. such a slight move down Yeah. that, I mean, come on, if you're going to telegraph it, like really telegraph it. Maybe I mean, I had to watch it twice. You're fading to black. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty clear, even though, had I not, like, led the witness, I think it's pretty clear when they wake up that, oh, yes. they just had sex. Like, I mean, they are both naked on the roof. Yeah. And Felicity is running about, trying to put her clothes on, can't find her earring. I really thought there was going to be something about the missing earring. Like, I thought that was going to be a thing. And, like, Ben was going to find out because of the missing earring. Um but that's apparently not what happened. Uh, but they made this really big deal about her missing earring. Um, mm -hmm. And Noel is oddly calm. Yeah. He's just like trying to tell her everything's going to be fine. 
And, and he's like this through the whole episode. It's this very weird, I, I don't know, like body snatched Noel. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what to do with him either. He's um, in a weird, it's a, it's a bit of a weird sort of like, uh, you expect something big from him. You expect either uh like look this is the culmination this is a moment he's probably been waiting for for since episode one pilot you know like i i um, yeah. so on the one hand you could imagine noel being kind of jazzed about this on another hand you could imagine him being uh disappointed or insulted when felicity is so obviously like how do i fix like mm -hmm. hide yourself don't come down like uh, don't tell yep. ben don't do this don't do that i'm with ben like it mm -hmm. should also be something where he maybe feels insulted. heartbroken heartbroken um we're not getting any of that really feel anything he's just sort of like i'm here to support felicity as this like other like out of body experience yeah. slash non-human yeah so him being like oh it'll be okay she's like i really don't think it will be actually yeah. though um and he just sounds so not with it and she's so anxiety ridden yeah she's fully she just she's all the way anxiety ridden here um but she's calling the shots and he's letting her call them so at least right now he is i don't know i'm like he's saying she says i'm gonna go down first you wait you wait up here yeah. doing absolutely nothing he's like okay yeah <laughs> like what's yeah. happening i mean so the episode does have this similar to the last episode this very dark lighting mm -hmm. and a lot of like shadows and um i don't know it's like a weirdly warm tone uh, to the shots, but I really enjoyed the shot where she's coming down yeah. in the elevator and you see the the shadow from in between the, I don't know what to call them, like the bars, the wooden bars. Yeah, like the gate of the elevator. Yeah, because I thought it looked kind of like prison bars mm. that she's kind of stuck in now. I, this was my favorite, also my favorite moment of the entire episode. Like, I thought the shot was so inspired and so cool. And it was very noir. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. the black and the white and sort of the on angle and the, I don't know. You, you see, I like that you paralleled that to prison bars. I didn't think of that, but it, it's it, it matches really well with what's happening for Felicity right now yeah kind of felt like she was stuck but it was a very artistic i feel like there were a number of artistic shots throughout similar again to the last episode it's like just a different way of doing the show mm -hmm. um it's like i'm liking the way it's shot more and like the way people are developed and dialogue is written less i know right so we've seen harry weiner direct before and i'm just trying to find the ones and again apologies because my best way of searching for these things is looking at my uh units of measurement um he directed the episode with books about ribs okay so he and the one with princes of darkness uh books about ribs would have been the party for felicity's birthday 
Princes yes. of Darkness was when Tracy found out about um, McGrath. about McGrath. Oh, he did three assless pants. Um, mm. And Eunice Crane's beefs. He did the breakup, the breakup kit. kit. That makes a lot of sense to me because we were bringing up some symbolism from that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he likes symbolism when he directs. He did a lot of episodes last season. And I don't see any that he did the season before that. So they brought him in for season three and four. If only they could have kept the writers the same too. I know, right? (laughs) I mean, James Duff, I don't recognize that name. In fact, no, I'm not seeing him. For any yeah i feel like james duff uh didn't do harry weiner a solid here but that's okay yeah he um, was given something to do and he eventually got it done yeah um sure <laughs> so anyway after the prison bars uh thing that i was looking at i see you know felicity's trying to flee yeah. he's trying to run away and of course she runs into ben who's coming back from playing basketball where I assume he has been since the last time he said, I'm going to go play basketball. So maybe a couple of days. Um, (laughs) And he's he's just, you know, he's walking in. He's like, all right, I'm ready to apologize now. Like, let's do this. And Felicity is not currently in that headspace. Yeah. So I guess, I I guess like one of your issues with the last episode is just like Ben kind of just being a dick and um yeah and then they like 180 him and I think they went so far in that direction to make this episode more well optimistically <laughs> they went so far in that direction in episode 1 so that they could bring him all the way to here um but so i don't know if it works so well no it doesn't he's way too over the top in this and the dialogue or he was way too over to the top in that one you know both. i think i i think they maybe needed to temper it a little bit more on both ends yeah but i do feel like what they were aiming for was contrast and again that's me being optimistic about what they were trying to do because it's different <laughs> writers um who were at the home for each of the episodes and different directors for that matter um so we've got ben who's apologizing he's you know under stress he seems to have a lot of self-awareness about what's happening for him right now um and his theme is just going to be apologetic ben until felicity breaks up with him and then he's intense ben yeah he's so intense intense. yes wow um my god (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it did feel like, I don't, I don't know, it, he was either like in the military or just like, I don't know, it's, yes, that like intense stare that he was constantly giving with the shaved head, I was yeah. like, all right, this yeah. guy's here, apparently. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know what to make of it, honestly, but I guess we're working through it. Um, mm-hmm. Noel's going to come down the elevator and he, oh, 
I've just been upstairs. I didn't even know you guys were here. Uh, okay. Yeah, Thanks, I put Thanks, he, man. I mean, I put he covers it well-ish. I mean, well enough. Ben doesn't seem to catch on. Um, no. But the weirdest part that I found about this, this part of the scene was that Felicity was like, oh, you know, I'm not feeling well. I'm just going to go home to the dorm. So are we now saying that her, like, what we thought was her off-campus apartment for the last season is a, a dorm. dorm room? I guess. It looks true. like apartment. Yeah, it looks like apartment housing, but I don't know. Uh, I feel like I this mean, is an incorrect I, I guess the thing is, like, it's New York, right? I, I don't have the experience of having gone to school in New York City. Um so I don't know if like, because it last season, you know, we saw Finn, we saw these like frat boys across the way. Like it did seem like that building was, was probably meant to be mostly populated by students from that college or from that university. So I guess like, you know, I guess you call a dorm could be anything really. Um, it's I just guess. like, you know, bought by or, you know, owned or operated by the university and only students are being housed there. So you wouldn't necessarily, it might be, it might look like an apartment complex, but. I mean, this might change my whole view of what happened with Molly, right? Because like, maybe they didn't really have a choice if it was a dorm. She was I, like no, I, I think that was, yeah, I think that was, uh, she was studying abroad. So she was obviously matriculated in the same school that they were in. She was in classes with the, you know. Right. And I was saying, you know, last time Felicity's like worst thing she did was rent to Molly. And it's like, well, if it's a dorm. And she might've gotten placed there. Yeah. She just could have gotten All placed right. there. All right. Also makes four, me. Turning you around on Molly. No, no. Doesn't okay. change anything about Molly. It just changes okay. whose fault it was. Okay. I see. Um, so like good on felicity for not making that choice yeah and also then like i i don't know i guess i would have felt more comfortable leaving a dorm room open but i mean at this point yeah yeah they haven't they haven't really solidified that lesson as we will see in this episode Yes. Uh, yeah, but you're right. Felicity is going to excuse herself. She's not feeling well. She's going to hightail it out of there until she gets to the hallway and then she just freezes. Yeah. It's like a game of red light, green light. <laughs> thought yeah. about that game in a while? Not really. Well, anyone who watched <laughs> Squid Games has. Um, that's true. Yeah, red light, green light. Yeah, that's true. That was a, a slightly different outcome. Slightly. Um Although that would have been an interesting dovetail <laughs> here, wouldn't yeah. it? Um, yeah. So okay. So that's we're, we're opening there, and we've we've set it up. Um, but we have something else to set up. So Felicity is now in bed. She wasn't mm -hmm. really not feeling well, but she just. I mean, she's playing seems the part. Like she probably wasn't feeling well. I mean, yeah, she's not feeling good about what's just happened. No. She's in, the, she's like hiding under the covers, freaked out. Uh -huh. And it's weirdly, both Elena and Tracy feel like it's totally fine to just walk into her room, uh -huh. sit on her bed yeah, and start asking her favors. 
Yep. Uh, again, once again, my my first this this catastrophe wouldn't happen scenario where the reason that they give why the minister isn't available is that he overbooked himself, which he would have known or she would have known from the beginning. Uh, just tell us they're not feeling well. Ministers got strep. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that didn't happen. So the minister is overbooked and they suddenly have realized that they need somebody else to perform it. And so Felicity is the very first person that comes to mind. Of course. I mean, not another minister, not someone else in the community, not, uh, you know, a family member. Um, no, Felicity, who's currently in bed having cheated on Ben. Who sometimes uh, is hmm. a great public speaker and sometimes not so is... Much uh has panic attacks when she mm -hmm. has to public speak um without well, it that's it that's yeah. the person and, that they've thought of i mean elena wants her to do it because she's her friend and tracy yeah. wants her to do it because he knows how much she values fidelity yeah that was um, clunky it's like, it was very... we know you value love yeah. and fidelity, fidelity. Like, uh, what's happening now with the writing? Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I felt that way about the writing. I also felt that way about Tracy's face. What? What's happening? What's happening with Tracy's face? There is, there is hair on okay. it that okay. should not be on it. Okay. There should be no hair. The, no mustache. Looks. No. Is it just me or does he look like he put on a bunch of muscle? Did he have like another role that he was doing around this time that he was pretty shredded in the he last was, season? Yeah. yeah. Remember they took the picture of him for the calendar? Yeah. But for some reason it looked like he had just put on some muscle pounds. Like, he, mm -hmm. like, yes, he was fit before, but I, I don't know. I'd have to also, look at he his... was in suits for a lot of it, which make, you know, yeah, that might have to do with here. it. It might be different, different attire. I just kept looking at him and being like, my God, what role was he doing that he got this jacked? Um, so I just kept looking at his face going, please shave that. Okay, well, there you have it. Yeah. Um, that's the difference between Melissa and Fish. <laughs> so Felicity is very Super reluctant. Yeah, she's not into it. She doesn't want to ruin the wedding. She doesn't outright say no, but she, she leaves a lot of room for a no. <laughs> um, but they've already got a whole plan because in the amount of time that they've realized that the minister is overbooked, they've come up with an entire plan for her. They can, she can, she can still interview the minister. She can interview Tracy's aunt and uncle. None of those people wanted to do this. Um, <laughs> but they were lined up to talk to her about doing it yeah so but tracy doesn't want them to do it because they're crazy okay yeah they're crazy they fair enough that makes it easy um <laughs> it's it's kind yeah. of like they've become what very was it from last time what was his name rod or like the the guy who didn't give noel the job oh um, yeah rod rod's yeah. got problems he's just got problems <laughs> Um, yeah. okay <laughs> yeah they're just, just crazy yeah uh, so they can't do it all the way out of the script so yeah, yeah. 
Um, I mean, I felt a little, you know, akin to uh, to Tracy in this because Tracy and Elena, because much in the way that they have immediately um, become so attached to Felicity performing the ceremony, I had become so attached to that Colorado job. I know you were really upset when the yeah. job fell through. And you know, I feel like that's this situation here. Yeah, it's they very just similar. immediately just became very attached to Felicity being the only possible person who could perform the ceremony. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because it really does hit on the same level, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, Felicity is going to reluctantly agree. Tracy and Elena are just over the moon excited. But then Elena notices the hickey that Felicity I mean, has. They don't seem not excited about the hickey. I mean, it doesn't seem like it turned them off to her doing it. That's true. They were just like, look at what Ben did to you. Ha 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 ha. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. So now Felicity realizes like, ooh, uh, I've got physical evidence of a hookup that wasn't with Ben. Mm-hmm. Oops. Um, yeah. So she's going to spend like half the episode trying to figure out how to fix this hickey situation. Um, and she's going to come up with the most plausible thing to do, which is in the middle of the summer, wear turtlenecks yeah that's the first option that you go with i guess um we are gonna before we head to the loft i'd like to apologize to the listeners because if you like this episode clearly (laughs) like i'm getting a sense that fish and i have a lot of like we're just crapping on it every possible second so i'm sorry but this is uh we didn't know this is how we both felt about it but this appears to be how we both feel about it and buckle up okay I mean, there are some positive things that I will talk about, but um, usually you can rely on your optimist to be the apologist, and apparently not. Not in this next scene, we can't. Uh, (laughs) Major event crisis that would never happen, number two. Uh We're going to go to the loft. Uh, Sean is coming in. Ben and Javier are already there. And Javier is there because he needs to get a new venue for the rehearsal why you may ask because javier forgot to budget for the rehearsal okay this is a thing you would have done months ago uh that is the only reason why not budgeting for the rehearsal venue is the thing that you would and by the way if you didn't budget for the rehearsal venue but you booked it you're still paying for it a day before the event is over because they have cancellation policies, folks. Did he book it? I'm thinking he didn't. Yeah, I'm feeling like he didn't book it. I'm feeling like either it fell through or he never even considered the rehearsal venue. Not that he just realized today that he Mm -hmm. didn't budget for it. Because also... Let's say, let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say that he didn't budget for the rehearsal venue, but he did budget for everything around the rehearsal and rehearsal dinner, like all the food and all the drinks and, you know, the setup and... Well, they don't seem to have any of that going on when they actually have a rehearsal at the loft. It's just like people coming and doing their thing and leaving is what it looks like. Um, hmm. because he didn't budget. Hmm. <laughs> and 
I like that you you really have focused in on this because I didn't even write any of that down. I went straight to condoms that play music when you open them. Also, grievance number three. <laughs> so, okay, Sean's in charge of the party favors, the wedding favors. Yeah. You would not be looking at this a day before because <laughs> you're going to be purchasing them in bulk. And even if you don't need shipping and handling, even if you're going to the place and getting it, you know, getting it and picking it up, he's custom making, he's engraving, or he's doing something that says Tracy and Elena on it. They no, don't do this the in condoms. a day. Not if the condoms were just things he had laying around. But he's, um, but the fortune cookies, he ends up, yes. he's calling the company later and he's like, uh, have it say X and Y. Like he has a specific thing he wants it to say. This does not happen in a day. You don't, That's you fair. don't save this to the last minute. And if you do, you're going to pay out the nose if they can even get it done. Yeah. Cause you have to type it up. You have to print it. You have to cut them. You have to bake the cookies. You have to put, I mean, Look, go, I mean, I guess go with the condoms, but Javier is very clear that this is not a porno shop. Sean should, instead of doing this, just do nothing. Yeah, because he's trying to decide between the favors and Javier's not liking any of the options. Mm -mm. I do think it's clever that they got the line rubber bands in there, musical condoms, but Mm -hmm. um, the rest of the scene is preposterous. Agreed. Yeah, uh, but they do decide that they're going to have like a rehearsal, just a rehearsal. There's really no dinner. There's not. It's just a rehearsal. They're going to do it in the loft so that they don't need to have another location and so that they can tighten up this Elena Tracy storyline and finish it <laughs> off in an episode. Um, mm. So now we're going to get to sort of a continuation of a Megan and Sean fight that we started last episode where, as you may remember, Fish set that up for us. So they had a fight about. Well, Megan uh, said that that her basically free pass uh, would be Tracy instead of like Elizabeth Hurley, who, you know, Sean picked. Like, usually if you have a free pass, it's someone there's like 99.9% chance you're one never going to meet. And then the fact that they would want to sleep with you is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But Megan has picked Tracy. And yeah. so she uh, just keeps talking about having sex with Tracy and Sean has had enough. Yeah. He's just had enough of it. But I will pause here to say she's wearing the baby earrings again. Wow. They've continued from the last season and I love them. And so positive note there, baby yeah. earrings. So yeah, they're con- I do like that they're continuing this same argument. They don't often carry an argument over for more than one episode. So it's kind of nice to see them doing that here. Um Sean's like, hey, just don't she makes a joke about uh, she makes a joke about sex with Tracy and Sean's like, just don't like, even if it could never happen, it's still insulting to me. And she's like, wait a minute, <laughs> just you hold on a second. What are you saying? It could never happen. Yeah. Um, I, I like this Sean um, throughout most of the episode. The bet thing is a little weird, but mm-hmm. Sean's point of, hey, uh, you say things without thinking, 
and it's hurtful. Like the way that he says that to her, I feel like it's very mature and it's expressing his emotions. And she is so immature throughout most of this episode. Um, and she's just like, wanna bet it can't happen. And so they have this whole bet about, you know, how they're gonna be, uh, like whoever loses the bet has to be the other one's servant for a day. Mm-hmm. And so either and the Megan bet is. Yes. Megan has to lock lips with Tracy for five seconds, full kiss, or she loses. Yeah. So that's that's the bet. That's what we're setting up for. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this we're gonna takes some turns. It takes some turns. It does. We'll come back to them. But first, let's go over to. Okay, so we're in the ladies' apartment, but we're looking through the people, and we see Noel. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like that shot. Yeah. Um, and he has come in this time. It's not a breakup kit. It's a hickey remedy kit. It's a homemade, <laughs> no. holistic hickey remedy kit for Felicity. Mm. And she whisks him into the apartment, still trying to hide things. Um, and she's feeling pretty guilty. She loves Ben. Maybe she should tell Ben. Oh, uh, yeah. like, not sure that's a great move. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean... It was so ridiculous. I was like, this is what makeup is for. Just put some makeup on. Okay. Like, cucumber? What? Like, do you know what a hickey is? It's like blood has breached. Like, it's come out of your little capillaries. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get blood back into your capillaries with a cucumber. That's no. not a thing. No. Just put some makeup on. Sure. Okay. All right. I feel I feel your pain. Okay. I, yeah, I mean, th- these were just the things that I the, this is a perfect episode to just rant about because there were so many just things. Yeah. That, so many things. Yeah. But you're right. The main point of this was the Felicity had to say I love Ben in front of Noel who just took it like an automaton. And um, this is the first time she will just kind of ignore everything about Noel and be like, eh, I should tell. I should tell Ben. Yeah, yeah, it'll happen again. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to head back to Elena and Tracy, who are practicing dancing. Waltz. Mm-hmm. They are doing the box step. And yeah. Elena's doing it in a great black mini. Fantastic. They're having fun. They're laughing. And Tracy is like, this has put Tracy in the move. He he wants to have sex. Mm-hmm. Let's just get this thing done. Let's go and do it. Lynn's like, but, but what about the Lord? <laughs> and he's like, baby, the Lord knows we're about to get married. He knows that we intend to do this. I am offering myself to you. We are this close to getting married, though. We're so close. Like, the Lord knows that we've booked the event. Okay, asterisk, (laughs) backed out. Asterisk, there was no rehearsal venue. But this thing is happening. (laughs) Yes. 
it's happening. They are, they are in love and they are going to get married. So he is okay with offering himself to her. Yeah, that's great. That's great for him. Mm-hmm. We are going to head over to Pavone. And I actually, I wanted to make a note here for your, for your reference, for anybody's reference that needs it. This episode is the final episode for two characters before we get to. So, oh, no. so we are not going to see Tracy or Pavone again until they, I think they both get an appearance in one episode in the back five. As you, as you know, the back five is a little different. Um, they get a little time warpy because they got five extra episodes after they thought they had closed out the show. So I believe both of those characters will come back. And if I'm being really honest, I've rewatched that like once. So I (laughs) don't really remember the last five episodes very well. Um, but I, but I was just, I was sort of tracking it and I went to IMDB to see how often these characters appear again. And I think... This is it in the main story for Tracy and Pavone. That's so weird then, because Pavone is setting up this whole drawer, like, metaphor, and she doesn't finish it. So... She gets enough of the point out, I guess, that they thought they could close it. Um, So, but I did want to mention that here because I don't know if that skews anything about how you look at this episode, but you should just know that, like, especially with the Tracy stuff. Yeah, I figured this was Tracy's last episode. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he really wasn't even in this one that much, and he he wasn't wasn't in the last one. Yeah, he must have been hot and heavy on some other show at this point. I don't know when Scrubs Scrubs, was. Yeah. yeah. Um, They they brought him in to close it out, uh, pretty much, is what they were doing here. So... Um, I think he did have a mustache on Scrubs. Okay. At least in the early part. Oh, man. That's probably what it was for then, because he wasn't going to be changing facial hair for this um, if he needed it in something else for continuity, you know? Um, So, okay, we're going to get a Felicity and Pavone couple of scenes here in this episode. Pavone has an important thing to communicate to Felicity that has not yet occurred to Felicity. Um, so Felicity has obviously gone crying to Pavone about Noel, about the fact that she just slept with Noel. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Pavone is, I don't know, Pavone, Pavone is sort of like, okay, so how are you feeling about all this? She's saying, I don't know, is this like, oh, is this the worst thing? I mean, I'm lying. I'm lying here. Um, but I know what you're going to say. You're going to say that I shouldn't tell. Pavone's like, what? And she's like, well, you once told me, you know, remember the Randy thing? You said it was better to be kind than honest. Pavone's like, different situation, though. Not the same thing. And I mean, Felicity says, so then I should tell him. And Pavone goes into this. Well, it depends. It depends on what's in your drawer. There's yeah. something in your drawer that you're not looking at. Another element to this story. I mean, I this was really belabored. I don't know what the word is. This It was not good. Um, yeah, the what's in the drawer thing, it was like, how can I coax Felicity into realizing that Noel is not a random hookup? Is you that know? what's not in the drawer? 
I, for some reason, I thought Felicity was going to be in the drawer and like something having to do with her not knowing what's there for her future. And, and this whole thing was so uh, opaque. It I was opaque. And I think really it was, understood it. I think it was, uh, I mean, I guess the writers were using this as a technique to get Felicity to realize on her own that that Noel isn't a random hookup that she, because, you know, I guess it seems really obvious to be thinking like where they end up in this episode seems like a really obvious place to end up. Given if you're a viewer of this show, you've been experiencing the Ben versus Noel debate for four seasons, but in Felicity's mind, you know, when we close off in season three, she's like, no, 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 Noel's my friend. I'm insulted that he even thinks he like, the, the fact that he has been saying that he doesn't even remember what friends is like I do. We're just friends and I'm dating Ben. And then they have this whole summer where they don't hook up, but they're so connected and so close. And she's so disconnected from Ben and to the point where Javier is even named, saying to her, you haven't even mentioned Ben like mm -hmm. in a while, lady. And she's still going into all this thinking, no, no, it's this innocent fun with Noel. We're just friends and Ben's my boyfriend. And I guess this is meant to be sort of the moment where it's like, are you sure you're just friends with Noel? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know you're saying this, but get over it, lady. Like, this is a real, this, this is the point of the show, okay? We're watching a show called Felicity. You're the star of it. There's been a Ben versus Noel debate <laughs> happening. Are you sure that you and Noel are just friends? Like you say, like you say you are, or is it possible that the sex you just had was the culmination <laughs> of seasons? Of three seasons. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like brand new information for Felicity. I mean, she doesn't figure it out for quite a while. <laughs> it a, um, and it I didn't think that was where we were going with it. Um, yeah. But okay, I guess that's what they're going to make Pavone do. Uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, but, I mean, Pavone is doing this. Some, there's something in the door. And she's like, what's inside? And so she, she, you know, we emphasize the what. Right. Um, Pavone's like, and I don't know. Who. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the things that I focused on were not, were just not the the things we were supposed to be focused on, I, I guess. See. My things were, did you notice that Pavone now has a fancy cigarette holder? Oh, yeah. she's upgraded. She has. And I, I feel like it's kind of like Felicity and eating. Like Amy Aquino does not want to smoke. And so she's got this fancy cigarette holder. And so she can like have the smoke coming out of the cigarette mm -hmm. and like sort of bring it towards her lips or like be lighting the cigarette. But I don't think she actually ever smokes it. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that's, that's a fun. that was a fun little thing to kind of track. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that I liked was Felicity's makeup. They went. So first of all, they've given her the 90s brow. Remember the 90s brow, the like really super thin, defined, like really arch. don't have brows anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But also you have like a giant question mark on your face all the time. Yeah. Um, so they've given her that and then they've given her the, and I get that it's early 2000s, but I'm going to continue to say 90s. Um, the like, 
do you remember the makeup that was it, it it wasn't exactly natural looking makeup it was actually like lighter than natural um and it was like shiny you'd have like a shiny pink on your eyes and your lips but it was it was like lighter right like whereas most of the time makeup goes darker mm-hmm. um i remember wearing this okay. and i was just looking at her and i was like oh yeah yeah i remember i remember that look yeah okay these are the things i was thinking because i really couldn't care less about this drawer yeah i hear you okay well uh we obviously in this episode are focusing on everything we're not supposed to be that's how we're doing it (laughs) and if you want to share your comments listeners about things that actually (laughs) matter you are totally welcome to do so um so okay let's go over to the loft where the rehearsal is i don't know it's sort of like a rehearsal slash uh, just getting the event planning done. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, we see Megan's in the room. We see Elena, like, scurrying here and there, trying to get things done. We're going to see Nolan Richard together. I think those mm-hmm. are most of the people in this. Scene. And Tracy and Javier are also about. Was Tracy there? hmm Okay. So, um, w- what we're seeing first is, okay, Nolan Richard, we're going to pan over to them. They're working on the playlist. Elena has been very clear. She wants zero disco in this playlist, but (laughs) Richard only wants disco. So that's a big problem. Um, Noel is just kind of dazed and not paying attention. So Richard is going to hone in on this. Yeah, I put um, Richard is being the DJ and ferreting out Noel's secrets. Yeah, he's taken to calling Noel the end man. Mm-hmm. which I don't remember him not doing. enjoy that at all. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah. Richard is so suspicious that he immediately hones right in. He zeroes in on the actual problem, not knowing that he's done it. He's like, did you get some? Mm-hmm. You holding out on me, man? Man, man? Right. Give me the 411. Yeah. Come on. You're my hero. I mean... Noel's his hero again now? I thought he was his own hero, and then there was Sean. Richard Mann. Yeah. Got, you got to figure out, like, are you all about you, or are you all about Noel worship? I mean, bless his heart. Like, he <laughs> he, uh, he actually has pretty good instinct for, like, the act. He's guessing correctly. Yeah. You know, he's like, Noel looks funny. He got some. <laughs> you know, he's just yeah. getting right in on the heart of the matter. Mm-hmm. Noel's like, no, no, I no. And he but he can't hide from Richard. Richard knows. Richard knows. Yes. Okay. So he's gotta make up a story. He makes up a story which is so problematic because it's so detailed <laughs> that you know. Yes. Noel, don't you know that Richard's gonna go looking this up? Of course he's gonna go uh, look up. I he mean He says the girl that he hooked up with is Sandy at John's Pizza, and he goes as far as to name the location. Yes. Um, no way Richard isn't going to go to John's Pizza right after that. Correct. <laughs> 100% correct. Yeah. 
So um, now we're going to get Javier in on it. And um, so turns out Tracy's family is delayed. This is my favorite line <laughs> from this whole, I want to make this our quote. And I just don't know how I'm going to do this correctly. Um, Javier's like, okay. So basically Javier's coming to them because he needs two people to stand in for the family members who are supposed to be in the ceremony. Mm-hmm. But the reasoning he gives, he's like, okay, so Tracy's family, Tracy's family is stalking buffalo, and Noel's like, I didn't know there were any live buffalo left. <laughs> he's like, no, stuck in a buffalo. It was so perfectly weird. delivered. Perfectly delivered, but there are live buffalo left. See, okay, here's the thing, I. I I have had this debate multiple times. My understanding was that buffalo are extinct and that there are only bison left. And people call American call bison American buffalo sometimes. But the internet has changed its mind several times on me over the years as I have looked this up. Hmm. So sometimes it says that there are only bison. And sometimes it says they're American buffalo, but then sometimes it says the bison are American buffalo and the buffalo are extinct and there are water buffalo. Those do exist. But like buffalo buffalo, like land-based buffalo, I believe are extinct. And I have believed this for like the last 20 years. And I don't know, the internet, it's been finicky. Wow. Yeah. This is investigative journalism gone awry. Um, yeah. You normally expect a high standard from us, but we're finding <laughs> that this is a challenging subject matter. So the last time I was in Yellowstone, which is probably a few years ago, I think they were, my understanding was that they were calling the live buffalo, they were American calling the live buffalo. buffalo buffalo, but they were calling the food produced from them bison burgers. See, because they're bison. And bison and buffalo are different species. But they were calling the the what looks like buffalo in person uh, yeah. buffalo right but they call them american buffalo but they're actually bison is my understanding okay which is weird but Listeners. and my understanding is that like you know back before columbus came there were actual buffalo okay and so, that those are extinct um but i could be wrong cuz the internet has lied multiple times to me so listeners, if you are a member of PETA, or if you are a member of the National Bison Association, or the National Buffalo Foundation, or the Buffalo Owners Association, or the International or you, Buffalo Federation. Or if you live in Buffalo or enjoy <laughs> Buffalo wings, okay, please feel free to weigh in. Please do. Um, if you are is... of a tribal community and you have any like history like pre-columbus please like tell us what is true because the internet has lied we don't know what to make of it okay we just don't know is the thing so um all of this so that we can get to a point where richard and noel are going to stand in (laughs) yes and why does that matter? Because Felicity needs to watch Noel standing in 
and mm-hmm. feel guilty. That's why we're doing all of this. Um, but we also get a good Buffalo joke. Right. So Felicity is watching from Ben's room as Noel and Richard are standing in and she's watching with, you know, a, a guilty look, a bit of a, a bit of a sad, what have I done kind of situation. And Ben catches it. Mm. And perceptive Ben, self-aware Ben is like, you okay? You look like you're going to cry. Mm-hmm. Let's go into the room. Let's talk about this. You all right? You're going to be okay? Gonna I know. Cry? Oh my God. He, <laughs> he is just, I, I don't know. The writing for, as I said, it's super melodramatic. It's... And you know, everything is taking place at night with this like very shadowed lighting. And, you know, he's looking really intensely at her and she can't meet his eyes. And, yeah. you know, he just, he just wants to know what's going on inside of her. Yeah, I mean, it is such a big contrast between last episode and this episode that I don't know where, I don't know what is Ben. (laughs) Um, Welcome to my world. But I also don't feel like the Noel we're getting is Noel. Agreed. It is really like sketches. They've been body snatched. Yeah, they're they're like rough sketches of who these people are um, in a way that feels not so grounding as the viewer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I So Felicity plays this off as like, you know, I'm just emotional. It's Lena's wedding and everything is changing. All the things are changing. Mm-hmm. Um, she certainly doesn't say I slept with Noel. <laughs> no, she does not. But she has a lot of things she can point to here that make a good reason why she'd be looking like this. And yet Ben seems continu- continues to seem skeptical. He seems very skeptical. Fair. Um, Noel is going to come over to get Felicity because they need the minister now to stand in. I mean, on the positive side, he does knock before entering. That he does. We enjoy that. Yeah. And then he walks in and asks, how is Felicity doing? I mean, I feel like we're on at least the 10th. How are you doing, Felicity? Yeah. Uh, and and then Ben is going to sort of watch as Felicity leaves and he just watches after her with like just such heaviness. Yeah, he doesn't. Um, I wrote he doesn't seem happy. And he, also he's not at the rehearsal because he, he doesn't like, seem the door. Yeah, he doesn't seem. I don't know if I would say that he seems unhappy. He seems very heavy. He seems very there's something wrong with Felicity and I must find out what it is. He, I don't know if he is feeling like he really screwed something up in the last episode. Um, Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I, I agree. I think he's, he's going on this like mission to find out what's happening with Felicity, but I, I don't think he seems happy throughout most or all of the episode. I mean, I do actively think he seems unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. In this moment, I don't know. I can't decide if he's like sort of blaming himself or just trying to get to the bottom of it. You know, like I, I, he'll come out later with like a, he takes a lot of accountability later. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I guess I, I guess he'd be thinking that stuff here also. He just isn't articulating it. So we don't know. Yeah. But he does like just shut the door on the rehearsal. Yeah. I mean, so, like with a, with, you know, a, a, 
thwack or whatever the sound thwack? a door, you know, whatever sound a door makes. Thwack. Thwack. <laughs> um, yep. Or yep. slam. Uh, either yes, one. Slam. Uh, yeah. Slam. He slams. He semi-slams. And he thwacks the door. Thwacks the door shut. That's right. Thwack right, um, might be more of like a, I don't know, like don't a say it. porch door okay. or something like that. It could be it. Um, um, but Melissa, this brings about the biggest question yeah. of the episode. If you were going to a wedding, would you rather have a CD of the bride and groom's favorite songs or a fortune cookie? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Sean's moved on from the musical condom party favor and now he's trying to decide between these two because you know it's not getting any earlier in the day and he still <laughs> hasn't decided and he still hasn't put any of this in production and then right. and nola like cd he's yep. like right but that was the wrong answer because it's expensive <laughs> so we're gonna go fortune cookies yeah um at that time to print cds it was not fast process it was not. I was thinking the same thing. It takes more time than money, I would think. Yeah. I mean, you can buy those CDs in bulk, although I, I don't, I have not priced, uh, you know, personalized fortune cookies, but I can't imagine that they're that cheap. Especially now if you're asking them to produce a quantity of them in yeah. overnight. Yeah. Like, don't sleep today. I know your business is closed. <laughs> we need these toot sweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this whole thing. Um, so, what yep, he's getting, going with the fortune cookie. He's going with the fortune cookie. And we find out that Noel is getting a little desperate on the job front. Mm. He is considering a job in porn. Um, it's the IT you know sort of specialist on the porn site but yeah he he just wants to know is this is a good job is this a good job Mm. Mm. huh i didn't even write any of that in my notes i remember it happening i just didn't write Mm -hmm. it um but i i can leave it to you i know i can count on you for this always yep um ben asks noel to talk because he's yeah. so... But how does he ask him to talk? Supper Felicity. Oh, does he say, can I talk to you for a second? Yes, it's yes. the award for the first, can I talk to you for a second, of the season. Yep. Nicely yep. done. Nicely caught. But he is wondering what's up with Felicity. And this is a big step that Ben is going to Noel to ask this. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty big of Ben to ask this question. Because in order to do it, he has to be saying you're obviously much more in the know about my girlfriend than I am after a whole summer with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he, he says it in a way that doesn't feel competitive. He says it in a way that's like, I just, I'm just looking for the information. Like what is happening? Um, yeah, I don't is she okay? He, I don't think he sees Noel as a threat in this moment. I think he's got it made up in his mind what he thinks the issue is. But he wants to hear it from Noel before maybe going out on a limb and saying something that might be sensitive to Felicity. And so Noel is going to do what everybody else is going to do throughout 90% of this episode. He is going to lie. Yeah. Pants will be on fire because he is a liar, liar. That's true. Wow. Mm -hmm. 
So let's move over to the bathroom. Megan is bringing Tracy into the bathroom. This whole thing's so, so sexy strange. Um, bathroom she's... is the sexiest room ever. There is nothing that turns people on more than choosing between two different colors of ribbon. Yeah. I mean, her Megan's seduction like, How do I get is a moment on with Tracy? point. You should choose between ribbon colors. In the bathroom. In the bathroom. So uh, he's like, I don't know, whichever one, both look good to me. We're fine. Let me move on to something more important. She's like, hold on. And she's applying lip venom. And if you remember, when we talked yep. to Mandy Foreman, mm -hmm. she's telling us that the person, was she saying that the person who was the makeup, the makeup artist artists. produced that, yeah. maybe that exact brand? They did. Yeah, it was the people who um, were the makeup artists in the Aretha Theory. They did both the, the like under eye or like over eye care that Elena was trying and now, uh, and also the lip venom that Megan is now attempting to use to seduce Tracy. Yeah, so that, I like that they're shouting out uh, a crew member's product or a former crew member's product. Um, so Megan's applying the lip venom as we're working through the ribbon piece and she's not getting through to Tracy. So she's like, you know what? This lip venom, it's awesome. Got to try it. You have to, it's going to drive Elena wild. And he just totally like, he's just trying to like appease her. <laughs> he's like, all right. So he puts on the lip venom. He's like, okay, yeah, good stuff. And he is ready to leave the room again. And she just goes in for the kiss. Yeah. Which he sees coming from a mile away and is like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's not quite a Heisman, but like he's definitely got the arm block up mm -hmm. <laughs> between her and him. He's just like, uh, this isn't happening. Nope. Don't need the full experience here. And he just runs away. Yeah. See, a scene like this just validates what. I always, so, so many times in TV shows and movies, you'll see like uh, a character go in for a kiss and the other one like lets the kiss happen and then they pull away and they're like, no. And, and then later it's, <laughs> it's like, he kissed me or she kissed oh. me. Honestly, if you don't want a kiss to happen, it could play out just like this, where you yeah. actually avoid it. Because I cannot think of a lot of situations where you can't react this quickly. Like, yeah. like just back up a little bit, turn your head to the side, or Heisman. Just yeah. full on Heisman that. Like, if you really don't want a kiss to happen, this is how it plays out. Yes. If you a little bit do want it to happen, then you get what every other TV show and movie does, yeah. where it's like... Oh, but his lips, I didn't even realize until five seconds <laughs> in. What was, and then I stopped it, of course. Yeah. It just um, happened. Yeah. Hmm. Not a thing. This no. this is what I would do, which would be so insulting <laughs> and embarrassing, but also like get out of my face. It would um, just be a natural reaction if you don't want to kiss somebody. Yeah. It's, you know, like. Like, whoa, what's happening? What? 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 I'm I about appreciated to get that they let this play out this way, just to show me that it can be done. You know, it's <laughs> like, thank you. I needed to know that TV shows understand that this is an option. Mm -hmm. um, 
So, okay. So sh now, now we just need to put a little extra wrinkle in things. So we're still, we're at the loft. Uh, Sean is going to get the door. It's Felicity at the door. She is coming in looking for Ben, but of course, Sean is focused on leaving his fortune cookie order because he needs <laughs> to get that done now if he wants these things ready. Um, so Felicity goes to leave a note for Ben to leave a message that she was there. And she hears as a voicemail is being left. And this felt a little bit like Boulder. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just bring that up as much as possible. I right, yeah. like, am I wrong? Like, so she's gonna hear a message being left by a woman named Janet that I guess Ben met over the summer in his program. She's like, it was so great. I drove by that hotel or that yeah, I drove by that hotel we were in, and I really miss you. And I'm transferring to Columbia, and Felicity's like, ah, I'm not the only one doing horrible things in this relationship. I feel better. <laughs> yeah, I was. I don't know. Maybe it was the music and the lighting and the drawer metaphor. I feel like I was reading way too much into a lot of stuff because in this scene, Felicity struck me as like very Avery, right? She walks in, she asks about Ben and she's told to leave a note. I mean, mm -hmm. that seemed very exactly what happened with Avery. Um, and then she gets the pen and paper out of a drawer and I was like, is it pen and paper in the drawer? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. what's in the drawer, Felicity? Keep looking. Mm -hmm. um, no, that did not turn out to be anything. I see what you're saying. Yeah, mm -hmm. I see. Yeah. Um, let's remember, folks, this is all pre-cell phone. That's why things have changed so much. And you can never have <laughs> scenes like this ever again. But we've got people leaving notes. That's how it worked. Um, so, okay, Felicity's now armed with this information, so she can feel justifiably pissed at Ben. She well, thinks. She, she doesn't think so. She says, so Noel and Felicity meet up outside of Felicity's apartment. Noel is just standing by the elevator waiting. Mm -hmm. And when Felicity comes, he is like, all right, look, here's what I told Ben we just saw each other as uh you know when you were in the hallway and i was coming out of the elevator coming down from the roof so we we need to keep our story straight uh -huh. and so they're going to walk into the apartment and felicity's going to just keep talking about ben because that's what she does she's like i'm furious over janet even though i know i don't have any right to be and then she's like, I can't really talk about this with you, but I'm totally going to talk about this with you. Yeah. Um, and Noel I mean, does his classic, let me try to insert a metaphor that doesn't make sense into the situation. Yeah. He's like, no, we can, you can talk to me like, it's like flying a kite. She's <laughs> like, no, just don't. Not I right actually now. don't know what that means, really. Can you, what am I missing? It's like flying I, a kite. I don't know. It's, he didn't choose riding a bike, which would make sense to me. I know what that means, but like, it's like flying a kite. Well, you have to learn to fly a kite. It's not sure. like, it's not, and the conditions have to be correct. And but how does any of that apply to this? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's why Felicity was like, just don't, just stop. 
stop with the metaphor. Can't do it now. Um, yeah. But I love, I mean, poor Noel here. I love that he's like, look, if you're going to tell Ben about this, like, just don't worry about me. Like, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And Felicity is, I mean, she might as well have said, look, that wasn't my concern. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know, right? She was like, oh, yeah, well, I, I should, I should tell him. Yeah. Yeah, she's so preoccupied with the situation with Ben and her, really her own guilt. Her, She is preoccupied with her own guilt. Ben is secondary. Noel is not on the list. Um, yeah. yeah, it's you know, really. Uh, listeners, we like this show. <laughs> I think we've got many, many hours of podcasting behind us to prove it. <laughs> We're just ha- not having any of it in this episode. Uh, yeah. We are so snarky today, Fish. Look, I I normally am a little sleepy, right? But yeah. right now I'm very very sleepy. And when I get very very sleepy, I get a I get a little um, whatever the sleepy version of hangry is. Okay, I see. So, but I'm doing it too. We are ripping into this episode two of season four. But whatever. They yeah, it's it. uncharacteristic of you. This is yeah. just normal for me. Yeah, I'm fired up. So Richard's gonna <laughs> enter this same scene uh, at which so no, point i just wrote oh no yeah I've like it, this it. is never gonna be good so so noel and felicity are still here richard comes in he's like i figured it out mm-hmm. i know what we should be doing i just remembered i'm in a band <laughs> yeah. and i want to plug my band it's called morse code again they were aiming for the joke i like that i like the joke also note from an optimist oh turns out richard has friends He's right, probably outside. not in a band alone. Yeah. Outside of the... So, yeah. Didn't I say Richard would make friends? Oh, no. I said yeah. he'd get a girlfriend. I hoped he'd get a girlfriend. Okay. Well, that hasn't happened yet. But he does. He has other friends that he doesn't either worship or hate and shame at different or points of their relationship. he also worships and hates them. But they're just Possibly. more people. There's more of them. There. <laughs> yeah. I feel really happy for Richard. I think he's, he's, we're seeing some evidence that he's branched out a bit. I mean, he Not was president, right? Mm-hmm. So he had to either, he had to talk to people, either yeah. to get them to do things like vote for him or give him key. I mean, maybe Al's in the band. Yeah. We don't know. That would be amazing. Right? I feel like he's the drummer. What if he just calls phones and answers them? And so every now and then there's like a dial tone because wouldn't that work well with Morse code? Like there's just phone sounds, like dial tones. And when you know that it's when you left weird, the landline like electronica. phone hook, Yeah. Remember that sound that the landline's phone used to make yeah. if you left the phone off the hook? It was like, yeah. um, that actually was a really bad simulation. But those of you who have that you experience, meant. there's a sense memory about it. Like, yeah, and that sounds like a truck backing up, but we'll get there. Okay. Um, yeah. I so, like this. It's it sort of, it makes me think that Richard plays the keyboard kind of like the way that Ross plays the keyboard in Friends, okay. if anyone okay. has seen that episode, which is he just hits weird random noise generation. Mm hmm. At different points, he doesn't actually play a thing. It's just the noises the keyboards can make. Yeah, we've seen no evidence that he has pl- ever played a musical instrument. We've seen him sing karaoke. Um, That's true. 
but very excitedly turns out he's in a band called morse code and he's obviously yeah. the lead in it i wonder how code is spelled probably c-o-a-d because that's, that's how he spells his last thinking. name yeah very clever they were obviously they just had jokes they were trying to hit um in this episode regardless <laughs> of how they smashed plot it in. points yeah <laughs> that's it but Got he, stalking yeah. buffalo and morse code and we exactly. nailed it nailed it done um but mm. he he is very perceptive here he finds the hickey like well, first of all he has coming from john's pizza he's like oh yeah i was there there is no sandy there sandy then he sees the hickey and she's like it's just a rash he's like no it's not you're sandy yeah. Plus he's like i'm not sandy she doesn't even know no she doesn't even know who's sandy she knows it's not good <laughs> yeah yeah and then richard's just like oh poor ben poor noel when ben finds out <laughs> he's yeah. gonna kill you yeah the thing we're all thinking right yeah it's where you know noel originally at the beginning of this scene said don't worry about me I, you know if you tell ben i mean i i felt like he was saying physically like don't worry about me like mm-hmm. he, he might kill me but it's okay yeah yeah well all right, so we are now going to catch up with Felicity and Ben, who are having dinner together at Epstein Bar. They did find a way to connect. And Felicity is going to come right out on her high horse and ask about Janet. Yep. Yeah. And Ben's just going to turn around and say, yeah, I told you about Janet. Remember, we did the thing in for the program in the hotel room. She came on to me. I told you about it. It was nothing. I said, absolutely not. I have a girlfriend. And also that's not the weirdness because you were weird before you heard this message. So that's not what's happening. And Felicity's face just falls because it would have been so much easier for her if Ben had cheated on her in this moment. But then that's not a thing. So she she actually becomes disappointed when Ben's like, no, I was faithful to you. I told you about Janet. It's fine. What is happening? Why is your face falling? Like, it's just what is going on here? Um, Can you not be crestfallen that I didn't have an affair? Uh, Yeah. Then Ben goes further. And this is obviously a theory he's been working out where he's like, okay, I think I figured this out, right? Like, maybe we switched places like i can understand that you're feeling alone that you feel like you know, like i know what i'm doing and you don't know what you're doing and so you're withdrawing like I, i've been busy i'm i'm a little to blame here like what do i do to help yeah and wow. felicity does again what everyone else does in this whole episode she lies and her pants catch on fire i mean yeah it is, and this is the, this is part of the dialogue with Ben that I was just like, this is so over the top. I mean, Ben is just like, what can I do to help? She's I'll just do like crying and confused. He's like, but what can I do? I know he's just being yeah. like, so like overly supportive. 
And and I believe I believe that there's a version like I, we have seen Ben be supportive, and I believe that he can be that way. It's just such a hard turn from the last episode. But we haven't seen this. I mean, this level of almost like plaintive, like what can I do to help? I'll do anything. Like we hmm. have not heard that from Ben. I mean, okay. it's. It, it's I think we've gotten pretty top. close though like I think that he was supportive of her around Julie's departure I think he's been supportive of her with some stuff with her mom he's been supportive of her like he yeah, I he's think definitely he, been supportive but it's the way he's saying it, it like it, almost a desperation yeah 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 and it's worth noting too that like what is Again, I keep coming back to this idea of like, what is this world that he's in now? If we think of him as like the guy who was Mr. Popular in high school. Okay, where is he now? Well, he's really seriously focused on his new major. But who's in his life? You know, like, aside from he doesn't have the guys, you know, like that doesn't exist. He doesn't have his sports team. We we haven't seen him develop friendships in his new classes. You know, he's got the core group and of those people who's he really close with like i i would say he's close with sean and javier but mm -hmm. um and then noel's there but that's fraught yeah you know and then he's, he's uh, in a relationship with, Megan, with felicity but... yeah and we just don't see a lot of that like we there are people in the circle who he encounters but he's not close with he's like he's his his social circle is stripped down about as small as it's ever been mm -hmm. um and so well, like felicity going away from it would be drastic yeah um i mean he does have janet now so that's true for what that for what that's worth that's very true um but so it's, it, you know at the same time that he's doing all of this the music is also really over the top. So I think that's also part of it. It's this very dramatic instrumental. And I'm just like, okay, well, this is adding quite a lot. Yeah. And it's dark I, and bar. I like what I like the Ben from the first half of this episode, if I'm being really honest. I, I I'm happy to see this Ben, but then it get it gets weird again when they switch it to intense face Ben. Um okay. so I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Um it's all just weird to me. Yeah, Felicity is going to say, because now after Ben has said for like the second or third time, what can I do? How can I help? She's just like, I think we just need to spend some time apart. She's so guilty. She can't say anything to him except like, I just need to not have more of these conversations. So she just gets up and leaves. And then we're going to watch as Ben just sits there confused at the table. Yeah. I mean, she she's basically going to break up with him, except she's refusing to take the part of the bad guy in the breakup. So she's just leaving him there yeah no she's not giving him answers. a reason and if we're being fair like there's nothing ben could have done better in this conversation like no. he's he took accountability for what what's his he's asking what he can do like i don't know if you're in felicity's position if you could ask for anything more from him and i think he knows that so it's like what the hell just yeah. happened 
And if he had the context of the fact that she just cheated on him and she's feeling horribly guilty about it, it would become very clear. But because he doesn't know that, it's like, honestly, what's going on? (laughs) What happened at this table just now? Yeah. Yeah. But we have to assume that he stayed there in order to pay the bill and tip the server. Pay your bill and tip your server. Thank you. Thank you for adding that note in because we need to educate Mm -hmm. people if they are. I mean, frankly, all of our listeners already know this. But in case Um, you're coming in for the first time on this particular episode, because this was your favorite, then we probably lost you already. If Greg can do it and (laughs) Ben can do it, so can we. Yes. Yeah. Um, All right. Let's go back to the loft. Okay. Got Noel and Richard. Mm-hmm. R- Richard is really going down the Morse code <laughs> rabbit hole here. He's like, you know what? Morse code could play Depeche Mode. Mm-hmm. That could be interesting. Could it? Mm-hmm. But Noel's still having a real hard time locking eyes and focusing on anything here. <laughs> so Richard's like, okay, wh- let's talk about the whole Felicity thing. Don't you just want to shout this from the rooftop? He's basically asking the question... The types of questions you and I are probably thinking, like, who are you right now, Noel? Um, yeah, I Richard more of a, thinks that this is a conquest, like a years yeah. in the making conquest. And I had that he was sort of needling Noel. You know, hmm. he's just he, he he's just like a little splinter that gets in there, right? Yeah. And so he's just gonna keep doing it gonna keep yeah. doing it and then uh ben's gonna come in yeah and he's gonna offer <laughs> richard's gonna leave he's yeah. he doesn't want he does anything to do with this want to witness yeah anything. yeah mm-hmm. um ben is going to tell noel that he and felicity broke up and then he's just like want beer and he just sits on the couch and it's just this awkward like oh boy Let's just simmer in this for a little while. Yeah, I love that he says, do you want beer? And Richard immediately says, nope, leaving. And after he says that, and Noel has said nothing. He has not said yes. But Ben takes out three beers and starts taking the caps off of multiple beers. Oh, does he? Regardless of the fact that these people have have either left the room um clearly ben is drinking this is going to be something he's doing it's funny because like richard really doesn't have anything to worry about here because as much as there's a like a powder keg present in this room neither of the other people in this room who are actually in the conflict are with it enough to be able to recognize (laughs) that there is a conflict potential like richard is on high alert but they are like zombies correct but richard in his own way might make it very clear what happened. Yeah. So he probably needed to exit before he said anything. Yeah, that's true. And, or then got caught as like, you know, not friendly fire exactly. Cause it's yeah, Richard. Certainly but, wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. So, okay. Let's go over to Megan and Elena. So Megan is painting her toenails and Elena storms in. Mm-hmm. She just, Obviously, Tracy has reported back to Elena the whole lip venom ribbon situation. Mm-hmm. 
And Elena wants answers. She's like, did you try to kiss Tracy? Megan's like, like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, I did. But the thing is, oh, Megan's so honest here. She's like, look, don't blame me for your panic. Helena's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) It is... It is a weird way to deflect when it's like you actually did do something wrong here. Yes. Um, but she deflects to something accurate, unfortunately, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, honestly, like, what's this marriage thing you're doing here? Do you really think you'd be getting married if you and Tracy were having sex on a regular basis? And Elena, I don't think she really lets that sit in, like sink in at this moment in time. She's just pissed. She's like, you were disinvited to the wedding. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, way to be gaslit. (laughs) Well, but... Don't you even. Um, I mean, it's like, can you gaslight with the truth? That's the thing. It's so... Like, what what is there for Elena to do here? She's like, I sure did. And you don't even want to be getting married. Wow, how you that might respond? actually be the opposite of gaslighting. I guess that so, is just yeah. like complete and honest truth. Yes, it's just like and both disarming and igniting. You know, it's <laughs> I don't even know what this is. It's how do you respond in this moment, which Elena doesn't really know. Uh, Elena does exactly what you would do. You would disinvite them to your wedding. Yeah, you so that's them. happened. Call them a bitch and walk away. Except Megan did get in a little bit, um, which we're not going to see here, but we will see the aftermath of that. And um, Mm -hmm. well, we'll get there. Um, Let's go on a walk and talk with Felicity and Noel, which was kind of another nice, you know, they they found, I don't know if this was just happening or if they had extras who they were like, we're going to get sprinklers going and pay oodles of money for this. Um, oh, but I they thought had this... they just did the water hydrant. Yeah, there was a fire hydrant going. and yeah. uh, But it felt like there was water coming out of more than one place. So it maybe it was multiple fire hydrants. I don't know. Um, it's kind of a nice shot, though, of them kind of walking friend. through with the water cascading. But it, I mean... It was very clear how hot it was outside, because for you to loosen up the water, the uh, the fire hydrant, and you see Felicity walking along, and Noel is just sweating like all over the place, and she's there in the turtleneck. I yeah. mean, it just felt so out of place that it's like, who isn't asking you about this? Yeah. So. You know, we're just going to go around in a circle here. We've been circling this train for a good long time. Felicity's like, hey, are we going to be friends again? Mm-hmm. Did we mess everything up? I was like, don't worry about me. <laughs> yeah. What is happening? Uh, Did we not do this robot. scene in season three and season two? <laughs> <sighs> it's like, Felicity... Do you honestly think you're just friends with this man? (laughs) Well, I mean, in all fairness, he turns to her and says, I have no expectations. (sighs) 
Um, I don't know. Which, from his tone, at least in this episode, seems to be pretty honest. I don't know. This he's new like a Noel. cyborg. He's just yeah. like, there's nothing happening behind his eyes. You yes. know, it's like when he has a moment to not be shocked anymore, he might have expectations. <laughs> Maybe. Because he did all through season one and definitely through season three and maybe at times in season two uh-huh. so like you're not an expectationless man no he's not <sighs> lying two liars lying to each other and themselves. yeah but it is hard to decipher in this conversation because he's just so like not there mm-hmm. um don't worry about me okay <laughs> um we are now outwardly mocking. I, I don't know what to do with the myself. Dialogue. Who am I right now, guys? Um, this episode like, you know what angry. I will tell you? I love Sean in this next scene because we're going to go from here to the loft. And Sean has just had it with Megan. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, she has clearly told him that she has been disinvited to the wedding and he is now going to have to do all the work that she was going to do, you know, choosing the ribbons. Mm-hmm. And so he is, he is basically going to tell her off. He's like, look, you need to stop testing people. You need to stop pushing them away. I, he says, I love you too much to let you keep doing this to yourself. Yeah. Which I think is really sweet. Um, yeah. And she still is just gonna be ice queen super um immature she's like well if i test people everyone's failing yeah Ugh. <sighs> well let's go to elena and tracy um and again okay so elena approaches tracy she says she wants to have sex now mm-hmm. and so they start hooking up and then she stops them. She's like, okay, would we be getting married if we were having sex? Tracy's like, what? Yeah. Um, and you can tell, you know, this this conversation with Megan got in very quickly. But I wonder how much of this she was already thinking. Like, I I don't know. I mean, I think it could only have taken root because she was already thinking it to some degree. I just don't know how top of mind that question was for her. I mean, she was spending all the time trying to figure out how to plan her wedding. Yeah. Maybe a little bit less on why she was actually planning it. Yeah. And Tracy's like, wait, wait, wait. Like, I, I love you. We're getting married for the right reasons. Um... But yeah. now this conversation is going to get in his head. But I think rightly so. Yeah. I mean, I'll talk more about it when we get there. But what he does in this scene is he does say we. Mm-hmm. We are getting married because we love each other. We are getting married for the right reasons. Yeah. And we'll see that perhaps a little later. He's like, he oh, is that just me? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. Hmm. that's definitely how i feel but it might have been different if she had received that differently too like if she had then reacted to his comment and been like yeah we do we love we're great we're fine that's what Um, she does she says that 
but, but obviously she, not convincingly enough for him. Well, but she was also the one who asked the question in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to go over to Felicity interviewing Tracy's crazy aunt and uncle about love. <laughs> yeah, they don't seem that crazy. They don't seem at all. They seem lovely. Not even a little. They seem very lovely. They seem like lovely people who could have Stable. easily yes. been a minister at his <laughs> wedding. But whatever. Um, <laughs> so Felicity's like, tell me about love, huh? What do you think? Mm-hmm. And the aunt is like, you know what's important? Forgiving mistakes. And you know what the uncle says? Having a bad memory. Uh-huh. And he says... This, these are the secrets yeah. to lasting love. And he says your heart gets stronger as you use it. Which I think is uh, is piggybacking off of the whole forgiveness idea from the aunt. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? Seems like they have something pretty valid to say about love. Well, it's certainly something that makes Felicity feel a little more relieved. Like, okay, lasting love is built upon forgiveness. Maybe I know what to do now. Yeah. Like I've known the whole episode. So she's going to go back to Pagan. She's like doing it. I'm telling him. I'll, I'll, uh. I'm, I'm gonna seek forgiveness and so we see pavone come in on this scene she's like hmm. all right let's work this out okay just let's show the math let's do the let's run the numbers let's show it on the side of the paper if you tell ben and he forgives you it's all good no problems here everything's solved <laughs> and she's like no because i would still be guilty I'd feel bad. I would feel bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey. Pavone's like, uh-huh. <laughs> and underneath that guilt. Pavone. <laughs> it's like, uh... I think, I'm just putting it out there. I think that you're frightened. I think you're frightened to look inside the drawer. This freaking drawer. Yeah. What is in the drawer? This is the worst metaphor. I hate this metaphor. Okay. So, but here Felicity says, okay, all right. Who's in the drawer? Someone's like, oh, so it's a who. Uh-huh. This is like, okay. All right. All right. No. <laughs> yeah. Like I felt like Pavone like- was being a pretty good therapist up until this point. She was asking questions. She was like, what do you feel about this? Oh, what's in the drawer? Oh, it's a who. And then as soon as Felicity says it's Noel, she's like, yes, you got my answer to the question. Now I can tell you stuff. It's like, come on, don't have a pre, like, pre-thought out answer when you're asking her questions. Yeah, I guess I, you know, I guess that's the thing about this technique. She, this has been so obvious to her this whole time. So, like Pavone says, like you chose him for a reason. Um, you want to be with Ben, and you also want to be with Noel, huh? Huh? And Felicity does not answer. She doesn't. But I think you know, like. I don't know. I mean, I, I see the point that Pavone is getting at and why the show is trying to hit us over the head with it of saying, like, 
this didn't just happen. This wasn't, Felicity has been saying we're just friends so much that it's easy for the listener to, like the, for the viewer to think, she thinks that, you know, they're all just, she's just friends with him. It's easy to be tricked by Felicity's lying to herself. And then, you know, there's just so much mounting evidence that like, that's not what this looks like really. <laughs> you know, like I, I mean, yeah, she didn't hook up with Noel all summer, but if you looked at the first episode of the show and you asked which one of these two people is she in a relationship with Noel or Ben, it would seem like it was Noel. And, you know, so now they have hooked up. So what's missing here? You know, like what, what what's the part of the relationship they're not in? And so uh, like how much can she continue to just be like, no, we're just friends who sometimes have sex and who know everything about each other and who wake each other up from nightmares. And like, I, I just, you know, at a certain point, give it up already. Like, it's just, and so I guess the voice of Pavone here is like, can you just for a second be where Noel was trying to get to at the end of last season and realize like you're actually more than friends and that at some point this is going to be uncomfortable for one or both of you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Noel obviously forgot, like, I don't know, he just... That's not going to be Noel, because again, he's been body snatched, so... But if you think about it, like, what what level of cognition did he have through the whole summer of this? You know, like, that he was just willing to, like, play games and have food fights and do crosswords and have celebratory dinners and just, like, not talk about Ben. And where what did he, where did he think they were that so... whole time, you know? <laughs> I said at the beginning of the summer, someone needs to get an Airbnb. Like, this staying in the same place, this was going to be bad from the start. But I also think, you know, I still think that Ben's assholery in the first episode is what actually pushes Felicity to take the next step with Noel. Yeah, it might time, very well be. Um but I just continue to be intrigued by like what was Ben, what was Noel's headspace in all of this? Because he goes from saying, I'm setting boundaries with you, Felicity, to, mm -hmm. okay, we're spending the summer together. And then they're like, fine. But is he just lulled into submission somehow? You know, like, I think are they're we fine. Seeing... They're only fine because Ben's not there. Yeah. But okay, so now Ben is here. They have this complicating event that goes on, and we're talking about Noel like he's checked out. Mm -hmm. But was he just checked out the whole summer? And now this is just an extension of that. Um, I don't think so. I think he very much was just enjoying being around Felicity. And I'm now just this. Putting it off. Yeah, now this thing yeah. has happened. And I feel like. If it were the real Noel, he would be a wreck right now. Yeah. Like an absolute wreck. He would be trying to figure out, like, do I set boundaries? Do I not set boundaries? How do I feel about this? How does she feel about this? Like, what's going on with Ben? Like, is he going to kill me? I'm not sure. Like, what is Richard going to do? I mean, he would be so flipping out about every aspect of this. Yeah. And he's doing none of that. Yeah, I don't know. He's just—he is wild. Um, 
I just keep kind of thinking about that. I think you mentioned this recently, like in season one, when he goes to the hypnotherapist and there's that point about him being addicted to a mm-hmm. person. I don't know. Is that what this is? Is this just like, he's just, he's not even, it's like a coping mechanism from life or just like, this is just part of his every day and he's not, I don't know. Mm. I don't buy it. I don't know if that's a great parallel, but I'm just trying to think if, if, if we're heading into that same place of like, what, what is his life without her? So he's, she's just in his life. And, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't buy it from what we've seen up till this point. Okay. This feels like a very weird reaction from him. Mm -hmm. It may continue for the whole rest of the season. I don't know, but it seems weird and out of character for him to be so calm and detached. Yeah, detached is a good way to put it. So, um, all right, let's let's now go to the wedding venue. We're going to spend, for as much as this is called my best friend's wedding, we're going to spend mm-hmm. a very small percentage of the episode actually at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're at a very nice looking wedding venue. Um, Felicity is sort of helping Elena into her dress or zipping it up in the back. And Elena's like, you know, I heard about your breakup with Ben. If you can't perform this ceremony, we could just (laughs) call the whole thing. We could do another day. It's fine. Yeah, We'll just push it. No problem. I I don't want this to be uncomfortable for you. (laughs) Um, But Elena's so nervous and Felicity just looks at her and says, uh, follow your heart yeah like what do i say here because it's so clear that there's a problem yeah i mean one of the problems is how hideously ugly elena's wedding dress is oh no yeah that was right really unfortunate um i feel bad because she's a, a beautiful young woman in a very ugly wedding dress and, um, I think it's meant to be vintage inspired. They were recreating her mom's, right? So they're pulling fashion from another time. Yeah, I mean, vintage can be wonderful. It can be classic and, and beautifully done, but this was ugly. Okay. This was really ugly. Ouch. Um, so, and I don't know what's going on with Felicity. She's wearing like a pink suit dress that's shiny. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess pink is the color that Elena has picked for her bridesmaids as well. So that's weird. She doesn't strike me as the like loving pink, hot pink kind of girl. But uh, we're going to see that because Megan's going to come in a hot pink dress, yeah. which is her bridesmaid's dress. Yeah. So Megan's going to have a conversation with Elena. She's, first of all, she's wearing the dress, even though she was disinvited. She's like, I want to be back in. Like, I, I'm sorry. I was wrong. What do I even know about relationships? All Sean and I do is fight is break up. Um, she, I don't know. She's about as contrite as she can be here. I guess. And mm-hmm. Elena's going to forgive her and she's going to say, you know, actually you and Sean are perfect. You should be the ones getting married. Uh Oh, <laughs> uh, too many, like, the moment we hit this wedding venue, way too many signs that Elena's not going to go through with this. Yeah. 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 
So we're going to get a beautiful shot of Felicity pacing in front of a, she's on like a, I don't know, like a second floor landing in front of this beautiful glass wall window. I mean, it's like a floor to ceiling window, it looks like. Yeah. It's, I mean, this is, I put sets are more dramatic as well. So you've got the over the top music, you've got the lighting, you've got the dialogue, you've got the situations, and now you've got the sets. And that's why I was just like this whole episode, it just got more and more and more dramatic. Sure did. Oh, well, Noel's going to come in and he's going to say something that I'm sure brought much mirth to both of us. Oh Fish. my God. It let's make a so pact. Happy. Let's make a pact. Let's forget about, let's forget about the sex, but can, let's rewind here for a minute because yeah. Yeah. Um, the word pact is triggering of much glee. It, it, it means something family. special for me and Melissa because we have a pact. We have it. Well, so we took a trip to Fiji. A trip we've told you about. You heard the stories. You heard the lore <laughs> of the lizards. Yes. Um, but at a point when we... So after that place we stayed that had all the geckos, when we said, you know, we wanted a room with with two beds and fewer lizards. Um, <laughs> after that, the next place we stayed, it was kind of the mystery box because it was a new hotel we had gotten clued into it by a contact of mine and he was like, nope, don't really know much about it, but it's a new place. And you know, they have, they have bookings available and you can check them out. So we're like, all right, let's try it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was awesome. It was like a five-star resort and we had no reservations and this was over new year's. Yeah. It was over new year's. Um, but they had rooms available and, even the guidebooks say just show up without reservations and you can get deeply discounted like rooms because what else are they going to do with them? Yeah. Um, so that's what we did. So this place was amazing. It had like an infinity pool and it had all these cool activities and it had a full blown movie theater. Yes, it did. And they would show that it was just like one movie shown a week. Um, mm -hmm. And so we went one day there was there was a movie called was it a secret pact? Did it have the word packed in it? Please stand by. Fish, uh, in, distract our listeners for a moment <laughs> as I look up. What's the name of the actors? I figured uh, that she would have already looked this up and had it prepared, but she did not. Okay, so Ryder Strong is the actor's name, right? Ryder yes. Strong Ryder, movies. this movie is probably one of his lesser known gems. Well, it's certainly um, not one of the first one that comes up on yeah. his uh, movie listings, but let's just go into the, let's just dive a little deeper, okay? Shall we? Let's go back a bit. This is uh, Ryder Strong of Boy Meets World fame, also yeah. Cabin in the Woods. I mean, very strong actor here. Um, it's called The Secret Pact. So he also has this movie called The Secret Pact. So we, Fish and I go into this theater and we are, I'm going to say the only people in the theater. Yeah, it was just us. And we watched this film, which was, it wasn't great. Okay. <laughs> um, it wasn't a great film. But if you were wondering why it's called The Secret Pact, there is a moment. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the movie, the movie, uh, uh, poster also calls it just the pact so it, it might be under both names 
Mm. Um, there's a moment where an important thing happens in the plot, like a really important thing. And then the two main characters, one of which is Ryder Strong, one of them's like, we have a pact. Yes. And they say it so intensely. Very intensely. Um, and so after that, we just, everything, everything we did, we were like, are we going to do it? Yeah, we have a pact. And yep. we just like, for the rest of the trip, everything was, it wasn't just like, well, you want to do this? Yeah, sure, let's do it. It was like, no, we have a pact. <laughs> it wasn't just for the rest of the trip. It was for the rest of our lives. Like, uh, the rest of our lives. I mean, when we decided to do this podcast. We had to do it because we had a pact. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, like, at the moment result. in the movie when it was said, because you know, sometimes like when, you know, I, I don't know, like if any of you watched The Walking Dead, there was a moment when one of the characters finally said in like season 10, he's like, we are The Walking Dead. And you're like, oh. Uh, and you're like, oh, that's <laughs> on the nose, isn't it? And so the moment when it happened in the movie, it was like, we have a pact. And Fish and I were just like, oh, that's uh, a pact. Got it. <laughs> so now, guys, uh, listeners, we're gonna bring it full circle. Yeah. If do you want to listen to this podcast? Sure. Great. Great. We have a pact. Okay. So like, yes. whatever. It could be applied to many situations. Exactly. Um. But always in all caps. Always in all caps. And so when Noel started off this scene with, let's make a pact. Fish mm -hmm. and I, from separate parts of the country, yeah, just held our sides laughing. It was amazing. Yeah. So glad that we could reunite on that right here. Fantastic. Um, his pact is, let's forget any of this ever happened. Yeah. To which Felicity responds, I don't want to forget about it. Well, maybe I want to forget. Well, I want to forget. I don't know. If I want to <laughs> I don't know what I want. What do you want, Felicity? I don't know. Do you want to forget about it? I don't know. Um, she's very unclear. But her first instinct is to be like, I don't want to forget about it. Because apparently Nola's in the drawer. <laughs> apparently. Wherever the drawer um, is. You can't just forget about it. Nola being in the drawer. Yeah. So now Javier's going to show up in this scene. He's like, it's two minutes to go. Where's the groom? A stunned Elena. Like a a petrified looking Elena walks by. She's like, I'll go and look for him. <laughs> she leaves. Javier's like, uh-oh. <laughs> I don't feel good about this at all. Um, and we are going to go outside the venue where Tracy is sitting on a bench because yeah. nobody cares about the bottom of their wedding clothes. <laughs> well, he doesn't really think it's happening, I guess. Yeah, I guess not. Uh... I guess he's already kind of resigned to the idea. Yeah. And Elena meets him out there. And when we say sitting on a bench, he's not sitting on the part you normally sit on. He's sitting on the the back headrest of the bench. Yeah. With his feet on the part where you normally put your butt. Yeah. And so she's going to walk up and be standing there. And they're basically like eye level-ish. He's a little shorter. Um, it's also not like a nice bench. I mean, it's like a wooden bench and they're like buses going by on a road right in front of it. If you okay, thought for so sure you were about to get married, you probably wouldn't be sitting down on this bench in no. your outfit that you're supposed to be getting married in. Correct. Um, so he's, Tracy. yeah, he's, he's been thinking a lot about their last mm -hmm. interaction. 
And he's saying, you know, we don't have to get married if you don't want to. And she sits down on the bench in her dress. And I just wrote, they sit! And I underlined <laughs> it. And I wrote it in capital letters. Um, that meant a lot to me. Yeah. Obviously. Um, me Tracy's... less so, because I was like, it's ugly anyway. So whatever. Oh, okay. I see. So Tracy's like, okay, why are you marrying me? Is it because you love me? Or because you don't want to lose me? And he's very clear. He's like, you know, all those things I was saying before, when I said we, like, I feel those. I love you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. This is real for me. Yeah, it's you not about that question. just wanting it, to have sex with you. Right. It's like, is, but you asked that question. So... What I need to hear from you right now is your answer to that question. Would you be marrying me if we were having sex regularly? Like, do you love me? Do yeah. you want to spend the rest of your life with me? And we get no response from Elena. All we get is her walking down the aisle. With Javier escorting her with the wedding march or here comes the bride playing yeah, yeah. and elena and, gets to the front and just straight up cancels the wedding yeah it's like this is so random i mean i guess yeah. they were going for misdirection all over the place which they hit but after all, the drawer and the like zombie men and all the dramatics and the breakup and the i mean oh my freaking goodness and part and of this you know part of this is probably a lack of availability for donald Faison. Mm -hmm. um they were probably working with very limited scheduling opportunity for him and got written into a corner in terms of like we've got to wrap it up with him i don't know when that started um so I don't know how long of runway they had before they got to this point, but they obviously like they got him for one episode here. Mm -hmm. They, you know, the whole last episode, Elena is planning the wedding alone. Yep. And um, so I, I do think part of this must have just been like, we got to get this guy off the show. Um, <laughs> and this is a somewhat plausible way to do that. I think they tied up a bunch of loose threads and also, boy, was it rushed. <laughs> yeah. but, okay um so you know there's that but felicity is gonna hug elena and then we're gonna see megan turn to sean in an act of great impulsiveness and she's like should we get married yeah <laughs> and sean's like oh yeah we should do that cool. and yeah. you know so they're at somebody else's wedding yeah that somebody else has paid for with somebody else's guests mm -hmm. and somebody else's cake because yep. there's cake toppers that are black. Correct. Um, and Megan is just going to walk right up to Elena and be like, really sorry about what just happened. But like, remember when you said me and Sean were perfect. Can we like, can we just take your wedding? Yeah. Can you, do you mind? <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey. Like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Not only did I think they were going to drag out the Tracy and Elena stuff, I thought they were going to drag out the Megan and Sean stuff. But no, it's just all in this episode. Sure, um, it sure was. And Elena does come off as happy when yeah. they ask, um, initially at least. We're going to see Felicity delivering the ceremony. I would imagine in the, like, whatever, next week on Felicity. Like, w- they probably had uh, Felicity saying, uh, we're here for a marriage of two friends. And then they back up the camera and you're going to see it's Sean and Megan. So they probably, <laughs> there were these moments that I could imagine that they could cut right there and just be like, next week on Felicity. Um, and then keep the teaser going of who, like, that it's meant to be Elena and Tracy. Yeah, definitely. But and I don't know. With Sean, I'm just really surprised that he didn't want any Judaism. I mean, he's he is in a super Christian wedding right now. Yeah. Like, there's no rabbi, there's no chuppah, there's no stepping on the bottle, there's no, like, there's nothing. There's yeah, no there's signing. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know. Just seemed a little surprising that they wouldn't have had some sort of, I don't know, that could have been... Like, I really thought there was going to be a whole conflict around, like, how they would get married and under what circumstances. And this is not what I had pictured. Well, but here we are nonetheless. So, um, I mean, you know, keeping the budget down on the show, just using wedding sets for more than one situation. Um, so Felicity is going to deliver the ceremony. We're going to get, she's starting to talk about the definition of love, but then we're going to get music um, in the background music. where we're just getting oh a montage of people staring. Yeah. It's just panning over people's faces. The music is way too much. Okay. It's overly dramatic. We've got Felicity in the middle. We've got a shot to Ben on one side. We've got a shot to Noel on the other one. And then they're just going to pan over everybody else's faces. Ending on Elena. She's going to look all sad. I mean, it was way, way too much. And and I will say, like, of the nature of the stairs, Elena is looking sad. Ben is already looking particularly intense. Noel's He's just blank. Intense. Um, super intense. And... I have to go back and look at this again, but when when we see Ben looking super intense at this moment, which I assume is right before the reception, mm-hmm. I feel like his hair is still buzz cut. Okay. I would but, expect so. But during the reception, his hair has definitely grown out like half an inch. so like it really threw me for a loop wow Woo! continuity well there you have it uh i mean they're definitely different locations so i don't know um but i can't imagine that they spent more than seven eight days working on this episode so i don't know what to tell you uh i don't know but it it seemed very weird 
that he had like the serious stare going on with the short hair and then all of a sudden like significantly longer hair yeah okay Yikes. what i am assuming is maybe a walk around a couple blocks or something to the next venue okay all right well uh we're gonna see the end of the ceremony megan and sean kiss and i will survive starts yeah. in the background and then we're gonna see uh we're gonna switch to the reception location yes who plays i will survive at a wedding Richard. well richard because he because this is not elena's wedding anymore he gets to play songs from this era apparently so um we're gonna fade into the new location by starting with the cake topper mm-hmm. and then panning topper. back to mm-hmm. megan and sean dancing yep and everyone's being all silly on the dance floor until they as people clear away Dancing silly, we see behind them is Ben sitting on a stage, yeah. staring dark, looking and intent. miserable. Yeah, he's not happy. He's out of. I mean, it's one of those moments because you've got Richard, MJ, Michael Jackson on his computer. Like he's starting to do some weird dances. You see everybody else dancing around. Everybody's having fun. Like Felicity's smiling, and then it's just like, boom, dun dun dun. Yeah, like it was a shock. Yeah, it was wow. It was really a shock to see his face. He's um like, it's the kind of thing. Have you ever seen? that like sometimes people will make uh trailers yeah like fans will make trailers where it's a horror movie yeah Yeah, so i don't know if you've ever seen the one that was done for elf um Uh, where somebody cut an elf i think i have seen the trailer yes i think i i have seen that so it just makes me think of this where it's like anything like if all you need is the right music behind ben actually Mm -hmm. it's not even you don't even really need it no he's just always really creepy yeah it's he's super creepy i was like have we really changed genres here is he gonna like go on a killing spree or it was that close (laughs) and then so then we're gonna see felicity meeting his gaze looking a little blank and then eventually she just looks down yeah and because who could who could withstand that withering gaze for so long um and that that my friends is our episode <laughs> the end <laughs> um goodness gracious fish mm-hmm. do you have a you're the worst for this one <laughs> i mean i do i do um and it is not the writers or the people who pick the music or the costume designers or um gosh any number of the things that we have picked picked up on here all right well then let's let's head into it let's talk about who's let's go to the you're the worst segment fish who's who's the worst so you know i did have some people to choose from um but i feel like sort of overwhelmingly felicity is the worst in this one um i mean felicity man cheating and lying lying and cheating so much of it and I just feel like this script and the music and the dialogue, you know, they were just making it so overly 
melodramatic that it it made Felicity look worse. You know, it was like she was cheating and lying and Ben is sitting there going, I'll do anything for you. Um, she is not at all worried about Noel. She didn't care. Noel was like, don't worry about me. She's like, I'm not. It's cool. And then she breaks up with Ben, but doesn't tell him why, because she's not willing to be the bad guy. I mean, it seems like she is just flailing. She's just flailing and she's hurting everyone around her, really the two guys. And, you know, I mean, it's going to make her the worst, even though there are many other people that could also fall into this category. That is totally fair. Uh, Felicity, you're the worst. I know it's controversial whenever Fish makes Felicity the worst, but let's let's be honest, folks. She wasn't great. She wasn't great. Um, she needs to hit. Reality needs to slap her across the face real quick. Uh, <laughs> she needs a dose of it. Yeah. That's what it's I'm here for. Well, Fish, we're on to our favorite segment. Yeah. Yay. After you listen to this tape, you have to erase it. Where we share your feedback, listeners. Okay, well, given that we see a couple characters kind of make their, roughly their exit from the show, or at least the show proper, before we get to the final five episodes, thought I'd bring in a couple comments about them. So we've got a few about Tracy and one about Pavone. So at Felicity Restoration Project says Tracy was the best match um, and, and then it's complimented by this one from at K underscore Dreezy, who says, I loved Tracy for Elena. He was perfect for her and they balanced each other. I think that's true. I mean, I think that I, I think that they were really good foils for each other and compliments to each other on this show up until this point. Um, Elena's best story seems to have always involved Tracy. Yeah, I mean, they have a lot of chemistry, um, and it certainly was complicated <laughs> by a number of factors, namely his faith. Um, I mean, I want to say, I mean, I could say they're the best match. I mean, I haven't seen all of them yet, I guess, unless she doesn't date anyone else. But, I mean, obviously they weren't perfect for each other. Because yeah. this whole issue around sex and religion, it it drove a huge wedge, and it it like pushed Elena to get married before she was ready, and you know, it ended up hurting both of them. Yeah. So I don't know what this would have looked like had they actually gotten married. I actually, I think they would have had a good, uh, you know, it's in my own head, right? But I think they would have had a great marriage. You know, Lelena wasn't quite ready, but she would have gotten there. I mean, she did love Tracy. Mm -hmm. um, she, it was just about timing and pressure and different values. And I think, I think they would have had a great marriage up until and unless uh, issues came up around kids, 
and mm-hmm. like how do you raise kids with religion that i think could have been a really tough stumbling block for them mm-hmm. or just when both people want to have a full-blown career mm. um i think they would have worked that out honestly okay. i think they probably would have hired someone um since they're both going to be doctors but... yeah but it takes a minute it takes a minute to be earning i mean you're in school for so long but yeah i, I think they would have worked it out well to to follow up on a point that you started to dance across here at queen shalana 75 says they tracy and elena were great and when he left her storyline was all over the place and I am going to have to agree with that Queen Shalana 75. And I know Fish, you're just going, you're about to discover where <laughs> um, <laughs> we're headed with this. But I would even, I would even extend that comment a bit and say, I feel like a very small percentage of this time in the show, did the showrunners actually know what to do with Elena? Like, mm. even if you think about pilot to now, how much of this show did they squander Tangie Miller? Yeah, you know like just so many times it was like all of season two it was like where is she you know i i just um there was just so much of it where you know you can kind of name the blips in the radar as like blair mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like tracy uh mm-hmm. like there were these moments where they the knew, forest yeah like they, they they knew what to do with her but the thing is like i feel like there was so much to do with her before this even without the men um yeah she could have gotten involved in a lot of different plot stuff i mean she was involved at first because felicity was pre-med and then it was like all right you're leaving me and um you know there was that angle but she i think played a very different female friend from both Megan and Julie, because yeah. you've got Julie who was kind of, I don't know, a, a very emotional, maybe frenemy, we don't know, friend mm-hmm. or frenemy, depending on your view. And then you've got Megan who kind of doesn't care at first, and then maybe really does care, but can't express it. Mm-hmm. And, and so she comes off as very harsh, but it's, not necessarily, I would say, maybe maybe it is honesty in some cases, but it, it doesn't come off as like honesty for the right reasons, uh, maybe. Yeah. And then you've got Elena, who is, you know, career driven, like can be harsh, is honest, is straightforward, is going to tell Felicity what's up. And she could have done a lot more with that role. I mean, through the Greg relationship, through Felicity. I mean, even now, I feel like she could play a huge role with Felicity being so lost. Like Elena would be the person to come in there and like set her on track, especially if she wants to distract herself from the fact that she just didn't have a wedding. Yeah. Like huge thing they could have done with her. Well, we'll see where they go from from here with her. But I think I also like I, I just don't feel like they made the most of her. If I think about the rest of season four, but I don't know. We'll see what you think. We'll see what all the listeners think. Um, 
We've got one comment, a simple comment, but a fun one from at Fool for Film on Dr. Pavone. Dr. Pavone had such main character energy. <laughs> I just, how great is Pavone? I mean, she comes in, it's economical. She comes into a scene and she's like, we need to change where the story's headed. Let's bring in Pavone. Felicity, get your head out of your butt. <laughs> you love Noel. Pavone is the person who delivers it. You know, it's just like every time they bring her in, almost without exception, she's there to steer a character in a new direction. Generally, mm -hmm. Felicity or Ben. Um, I do wish, like you had planted this seed for me maybe last season. I do wish we had more Ben and Pavone stuff season three. Yeah. Um, that would have been, that would have been so cool. But whenever they brought her in, it was always like, we need to get things done. <laughs> we need Felicity or Ben to have this big revelation and chart a new course. Uh, how are we going to do it? <laughs> Solution. Oh, Amy Aguino. Oh, yeah. She's great. Agreed. But, okay, Fish, mm -hmm. it's time for us to read the episode. So, I don't know. Did you want to start or do you want me to start? Um, I think I went first last time. So, time. your turn. So, I have rated this one in the unit of Morse codes. Ah, bands or because there's only one Morse code. Yeah, yeah all, there's only one Morse code for both categories, but I'm... I'm doing the band name. Oh. So C-O-A-D-S. Uh, okay. I'm going to put this one at 5.2 out of 10 Morse codes. I think it's middle of the line, but I think it's just slightly above it because I, I, I think that this is sloppily written, poorly <laughs> researched, a lot of like, Let's tie this one up in a bow in a sentence. What we never mentioned it before. Still, let's tie it up in a bow in a sentence. Um, I, I think there's a lot of really like unnecessary. All the stuff around the event planning, like fact checking a little bit, like, come on. Um, but I didn't want to put it straight up at a five because I, I do feel like important stuff happens here. Um, you know, Elena and Tracy not getting married, Megan and Sean getting married, uh, are two things that this season that completely alter the course of this season. Um, so tentpole wise, I think this is an important episode that should not be denied, but, uh, and just the execution, <laughs> the execution is not good. And they, they had so much to work with here. And I, I actually initially uh had a pre-rating for this that was quite a bit higher but then as we were talking about it and as i just kept railing on this episode i was like how ridiculous <laughs> would it be if i threw out this number at the end of just lambasting it for you know two hours so um 5.2 out of 10 morse codes and that's my final answer all right um so i rating gloves as always and i actually find the the fact that the the wedding is called off and there's another wedding in the mm -hmm. same episode, one of its weaker points, 
because I had expected those things to have more space to to breathe mm -hmm. and I really wanted to see them. Um, so having them all just tied up in like a third of an episode mm -hmm. or less, uh, I don't know, bothers me. Um, so yeah, I'm not feeling great on that point. And then I don't know it, to me, the whole thing was just too much. It was just everything about it was too much. Oh. Like the music was too much, the lighting, the like melodramatic dialogue, the like zombie men. I mean, it, 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 it did start to feel soapy. I mean, I was like waiting for somebody's identical twin to pop out of the cake and like, I don't know, rush up and marry Ben all of a sudden. It, it was just too much. So I am giving it, I mean, I'm giving it a four. Yeah. I feel like I could go lower, <laughs> but okay. I hear you. I'm going to give it a four because, well, you know, I'd watch it. it it's fine. It's just like, I don't, it's not so bad that, that I wouldn't watch it or that I like really dislike it um, to that level. Like, I think I could watch it if I wasn't paying attention to it in the background and it would be fine. Unlike mm -hmm. some other episodes where I just would flip to another channel. So yeah. This, okay. this one is, um, I don't know. I was just, I, I was disappointed by not getting more from the two weddings. Oh boy. Um, that's ominous for us, I think. Uh-oh. <laughs> Honestly, like this is not an episode that I would have said that I would have complained about. Um, <laughs> Uh -oh. is the thing that makes me nervous because I'm like when I think when I've been complaining and bitching and moaning about season four yeah that this was not on my radar well, like Lauren <laughs> hasn't even come into the picture right um or <laughs> like there is another character as well that has not yet come into the picture and it's just like uh uh-oh <laughs> uh what are we gonna do nobody sound the alarms but oh boy um hmm. Listeners, I don't know what we're in for here. I don't know. Could I be pleasantly surprised by things that are coming? Sure. I am allowing room for that. Um, <laughs> remember when we got that comment last season when I can't remember who said it, but someone was like, listening to you guys, I realized there is not a bad season of Felicity. Yeah, that was Colleen Tenbus and Colleen, just wait till you hear our reports on season four. I don't know. I, I, um, I've always found, like for me, if I had to guess before we started doing this podcast, and I think I've said it before, but I would have guessed that seasons one, two, three, four in that order were also my ranking of like best to worst. Mm. Uh, and it has borne out that way so far in terms of our averages, but we will see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe like, you know, other people had more time, right? You had the whole summer to adjust. We had two weeks. So maybe we will adjust to the new tone, the new style, and it will not be as jarring 
and uh, we'll get on board with it. Uh, yeah, it could be. I think my concern that I didn't even realize was a concern for this episode until I just rewatched it was that I think some of my complaints about how they handled even like the wedding logistics, like, did anybody sit down for a second and think about this? And in this case, it was logistics. It was like real life, life planning stuff. In other things, it's like timelines. Um, I think that there, to me, that indicates a certain sloppiness in the writing. Mm. That, I mean, okay, take take the tonal shift away and just make it like, this can't even happen. <laughs> and then you start to get into the world that I'm looking at this from, which is, you know, there are multiple things here that, and I didn't even realize this episode was going to have some of them, where it was just like, oh, we're just throwing this wedding together, mm-hmm. but that's not how a wedding, you, you know, like the venue they picked was nice and they had a, a ceremony that looked the way it should look. And they had a reception that looked the way it should look. And then they had all these other details that fell through the cracks. Um, You know, like to me, that's writers just not, really exploring the research behind or or, i don't know i don't know um but we'll see maybe it'll turn around and maybe i won't be so snarky snarky on you well we'll see i'm not making it have to start calling this the cynic and the cynic i know (laughs) (sighs) i'm upset um well audience hey Tell us what you think, all right? It's time. We want to hear from you. Send us your feedback, your thoughts, your snark, your defense of season four, your treatises. Give your Melissa artwork. some hope. Like, send her some some happy thoughts. You be and... the optimist to my cynic, okay? <laughs> uh, you can write to us at themelissafish at gmail.com. It's Melissa with one L, two S's, themelissafish at gmail.com. You can also connect with all kinds of fun Felicity fans over on our Instagram at Felicity Podcast. Also, if you're asking yourself, when do you drop new episodes? How am I ever to know when new episodes of your podcast come out? Well, all you have to do is sign up for our newsletter because we'll tell you. All right. So also it's every Thursday. I know. I mean, every time you say that, I think that in my head, but I don't say it out loud. Um, (laughs) We're just four seasons in. We're getting real, okay, with ourselves. This is a moment of great self-awareness. Um, <laughs> or you can sign up for our newsletter. <laughs> just go to the show notes, wherever you're listening to this. Check the link and sign up there. And then you'll get them, and then you'll know. Also, while you're there, you can rate and review us, if that is a thing you could do on the podcast directory you're listening to this from. Because when you do that, other fans of the show Felicity could discover this content and become part of your world. Okay. So that's, that's all the stuff. Now, uh, fish next episode we're going to cover is called your money or your wife. What do you think that's about? I think. Hmm. I was thinking maybe it had to do with Noel and Doritos chick, but like, isn't the whole point that he gets the money if 
she's his wife. So maybe that doesn't make much sense. Your money or your wife. Ooh, maybe Megan's parents aren't so happy that, like, she just got married um, with, like, without telling them and, uh, dis like, disinherit her. And now she doesn't have any money. Okay. We have lodged two official guesses <laughs> of two. all the people who are married on this show. <laughs> both of them. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I had to think about both. I mean, you got to think about all the, but my official guess is the Megan one. Okay. Because the other one doesn't seem to make any sense. Although I do know at some point, Bill gets a check. That's true. But I don't under, I don't think there's an either or there. All right. Okay. Huh. I see. Well, Fish, we did it. We zipped through this episode. <laughs> did we? <laughs> did we? Sort of. <laughs> for us relatively speaking we zipped through it feel like it it's zipped been through over still... three hours <laughs> oh it's been like two and a half almost less than two and a oh, half that's hours. right i thought we started half an hour earlier than we did but we, we did didn't. not we we zipped <laughs> at a slow pace through this you know not as fast as a normal zip, not as slow as a normal Fisher Melissa podcast. <laughs> um, that, my friends, is season four. So, okay, next time we're going to watch Your Money or Your Wife Fish. Anything else to say about this one? Nope. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we're so done with my best friend's wedding. Um P.S. Great movie. Like, if you want to go out and watch the movie, it's really good. Julia okay. Roberts, two thumbs up. Okay. All right. Well, until next time, fish. Don't hook up with Ben while I'm gone. I'm a fish. Bye. Bye, everyone.